if your argument is that George Kittle's job was to block Karloftis, I get that. The problem is Karloftis got the fumble. So he didn't do his job. Am I missing something? Um, maybe. Like, I mean, like, because when the play is drawn up, as they've practiced it a million times, I'm assuming, the job is to block for a certain amount of seconds. And then after, the assumption is the, the player's down, the play is over, you're, you've are you already done your responsibility of taking the guy out of the play, there's no way that they can impact the game. I guess it's just his head wasn't on a swivel and you know again it's the super bowl it's the biggest game the assumption is you're going to play for 100% of the play and not 98% of the play you played to the whistle yes or no yes but that doesn't mean that you assume that the fumble is right behind like i think you could say that george kittle's assumption is every time that play is ran after the 4 second internal mm-hmm. clock Typically, he's five yards down the field, nowhere near Mm -hmm. your space. And so the assumption is every time you've ran that play, no, like the play hasn't even been near you. And so that's why you could disengage. All right. Copium. I mean, you know, it's, it's, hopium. It's, it's, instead of, it's just unfortunate. I mean, it's just, it's again, it's just unfortunate. Like it's, it's, it's really funny. But it's also unfortunate. Like I think both things can be true. That you know he, I don't, I don't think he messed up. But I think you know, looking at it, he, you can't say he didn't mess up. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird, weird situation. Which is why, um, to me, that's what makes it so funny. <laughs> it's that it's just, it's definitely not supposed to happen that way ever. And it just so happens the one time he did, or it did happen that way. You caught George Kittle saying, hey, George. Like, it's just, it, it could not have been a funnier moment. Well, and to your point, maybe we can live in a world where it's a bad look, but it doesn't have to be overblown. Yes. Yeah, sure. But th- that's no fun. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, <laughs> it just kind of depends on what you're hoping to get out of the situation, really. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just people are people are continuing to talk about it. I think it's yeah. I I do think it's funny that it's just it's zero percent George Kittle's fault. Like it is like you can't watch that I, okay, clip I like and then that. not I like say that. George Kittle needs to take like five, ten, fifteen, whatever yeah. percent blame pie responsibility for it. Like it's he's not blameless in the situation for sure. Yeah. Because Karloftis what didn't give up. Like Karloftis could have done the same thing where they just kind of, you know mess around and you know grab each other's jerseys and are like hey george hey george how's it going you know right like, I, I he was ready i think that's the also the bad part is the juxtaposition of george kittle is trying to have fun and have this moment of of levity and then Karloftis is like i'm not even gonna say hey george back i'm watching the game you freaking dingus do you think that this could be something that you know we talk about how you know Jordan Poole and the punch, and how the things that the things that kind of probably get said to Jordan Poole on a daily basis not very fun. Do you? And obviously George Kittle, you know what he's done in his career a lot more than what even though Jordan Poole is a, is a champion by the way, but one more than him. Do you think that this could be something that follows George Kittle to where he just gets trolled? I mean. No. He doesn't have that much time left, and it's just 
everywhere he goes, it's it's Hey George. I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, maybe I, I it didn't feel like it went that viral to me. Okay, can we okay, let's 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 go in a different direction here. Because I'm trying to remember the situation and we can re we can reestablish everything. We can reestablish everything over over <laughs> during the break. But Niner fans who Cam Newton is public enemy number one because of the game manager, game changer thing. A lot of Niner fans have been roasting Cam Newton. And what does Cam Newton get roasted a lot for is not jumping on that fumble. Now, obviously, he saw the ball. And I look, I have been a Cam Newton fan from Auburn, right? So even before he was in the NFL, any weird connection to – actually, there is no connection to the Niners, really. Cam just has been a polarizing figure in the NFL. So that has been used – Right, there are a lot of Cam haters mm-hmm. out here. He didn't jump on the ball right. for whatever reason. Part of me thought, all right. I mean, like I said, we'll we'll go through what the actual game breakdown is. But that has been something that people have kind of held in their yeah, back pocket. Stuck with him, yeah. George Kittle doesn't talk trash like Cam Newton talks trash. Yeah. But could that be the same level? I know Cam saw the ball, but it's also yeah. Cam is the 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 quarterback. If he gets if his arm gets stuck or something like that, then they're really cooked. Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think it's going to stick with him. I, it just feels like a funny moment, and then in two weeks we'll probably forget about it. Like, I don't think it's something that's going to stick around with him for his entire career because, like you said, I mean, Cam also had the the context of leading into that game. Nobody was more, sh- more showboaty in mm-hmm. everybody's eyes than Cam, dabbing on people that yeah. season and all that stuff, talking like, you know, he was going to take down. I think that they were playing the uh, they were playing the Broncos mm-hmm. that year too, so there was the whole Peyton element of it too. Uh, Peyton has a whole cult following. I just don't think it hit. I, d- I don't think that this clip went viral enough. And, you know, I, again, I don't think it's as direct as, of George Kittle's fault as that seemed to be Cam Newton's fault. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the reason it won't is because there's so many other things the Niners can can point overtime, to. Overtime, yeah. The overtime, right? Just so many other things. And even Brock Purdy's... And the punt. <laughs> yeah, the punt. And Brock Purdy said... Brock Purdy was asked what he'd like to, to do over again. And it was, I think he talked about it was the third quarter when they had, I think, three three and outs in a row. And we talked about it when the the, the Chiefs couldn't do anything. Right. He said that was when he, that was what he wishes he could have had back when it was just one after the other after the other. Yeah. Just not able to really do much. So, so yeah, I just, I just, it came out yesterday and it kind of took off. And you had people immediately taking sides. Yes. And I see a Raider fan on the chat from the 209. <laughs> hey, you know, Kittle is a baller and I'm a Raider fan. I'm not saying he's not. But he didn't ball in the Super Bowl. And the only highlight from the Super Bowl is him saying, hey, George. So that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think that Kittle's legacy is going to be I don't think so like either at all. I don't think so either. But it is a meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely a meme as we get into a little bit of baseball talk. And and Chris actually brought this to my attention as much as he says Come he's on. not a baseball guy. The Los Angeles Dodgers, this is from Action this Network. Is nuts. The Los Angeles Dodgers win total is set at 104 and a half. <laughs> There's 162 games. 104 and a half. Yeah. It's the highest over under for any 
Major League Baseball team since the 1999 New York Yankees. The Yankees won 98, a measly 98 games. <laughs> but six games under their over-under is kind of crazy. Or yeah. seven, I guess. That yeah. would be seven under what was needed. So they went under winning 98 games. I'm on record saying that this is good for baseball because there's always a chance. You talk about choke artists. Yeah. There's always a chance that the that the Dodgers will choke in the playoffs. Oh, there's a better than good chance. I mean, you need <laughs> history to hate, would tell you. You need to hate watch someone. Yes. Yeah. Right? And, if, and, and how about the fact that it's the 99 Yankees that were the last team to be projected at that level? Right. Like, could, this, could this iteration of the Dodgers be the new early 2000s Yankees? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's when baseball was – you know, kind of at its its last last peak is is in those days where it felt like the Yankees were inevitable. They were the big bad. Everyone was out there trying to get them and chase them. I think that's kind of what baseball needs right mm-hmm. now. I think, um, you know, it, it needs a big – I think it's going to definitely take away from some of the casuals. Some people will say, much like people were upset at LeBron and, and the Warriors being in the finals every year. But yeah. I think for the most part, you look back at those Warriors-Cavs finals – those are the most viewed finals mm-hmm. in recent history. So I, I think overall, you know, it might detract some of the the super casuals, but for the most part, I think everyone wants to see greatness and everyone wants to see greatness attempting to be stumped. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what's going to sell, and I think it's going to help baseball in the long run. Yeah, I think as a Giants fan, you laugh at the Dodgers losing early, but as a baseball fan, even if – you know, especially when the Giants aren't doing anything. Hopefully that's not the case this season. But you think, all right, you know, you kind of need the Giants to do something here. and Or, sorry, the, the Dodgers yeah. to do something here for baseball. And no disrespect to the Arizona Diamondbacks, not but going all, but... to the going to the yeah. World Series, just not really the best look as far as— Not a big as... needle mover. No, and they got talent, but that's me talking, a yeah. pretty hardcore <laughs> baseball fan, not someone who just glancing by, oh, let me just— Turn on the World Series. Oh, right. it's, it's oh, it's not even the Phillies. Rangers, Diamond. Yeah, you can't like, even you can't even me? get the Phillies in here. Nine one six three three nine eleven forty. Let's get to Stephen, who wants to be part of the conversation. What's up, Stephen? What you got for us? Oh, not much, man. How you guys doing, man? Great. How you doing, Stephen? What's up? Uh, pretty good, man. You know, just getting my lunch, get my lunch stuff, get together. Um, so I heard uh, heard earlier today that uh, you guys have not seen the Tom Segura video. And if you guys, I cannot recommend that video enough, my friends. Yes. Tom Segura, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, and I think there was a couple of other comedians. They were all playing a pickup basketball game in a gym somewhere. And there is actual video of it, and I can't recommend it enough. Especially if you like compound fractures, kind of like Kevin Ware back in the day, if you know what I'm saying. So, um he goes up for a layup, if I'm not mistaken. Tom does. Mm-hmm. Comes down, comes down way wrong. Comes down just completely off kilter because you know he's not a small man. Yes. Um, no. Tom, yeah. Uh, Simone. Simone showed us. wonky. Yeah. Simone lands on the arm. Completely snaps the arm. Yeah. No, Everybody needs to watch it. No, thank you, sir. Yeah, Simone showed it to us from afar, far enough, and I'm we, good. we definitely saw it. All right, let's get to a break. When we get back, continue the conversation. An ex-Niner is in a little bit of trouble in Las Vegas. We'll tell you who, and we'll tell you what happened. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Jimmy Garoppolo is not having the best Friday, and whenever you hear about somebody not having a good Friday, it's always going to remind you of 
Friday, the original. How yes. are you going to get fired on your day off? Yeah. Come on, Craig. Come on, Craig. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess technically. Technically isn't fired yet, but this is from Adam Schefter. <laughs> Raiders QB Jimmy Garoppolo is being suspended two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substances Ugh. policy, league sources told ESPN. The policy violation is related to him using a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use exemption. Hmm. So... He took something he wasn't supposed to take or he didn't get the okay to take right. it. How that happens, I don't know. It's not like you were busy playing. So I don't know how you get that. I don't know how you you don't get that paperwork squared away before you put something in your body. And then essentially at the towards the same time as that or right after that, Raiders are expected to release Jimmy Garoppolo before the fifth day of Man. the new league year in mid-March when he's set to earn 11 point. Two five million dollars in a roster bonus that is per Adam Schefter Woof. as well, and Woof. I don't, I don't really feel bad. I mean, Jimmy has made a lot of money for for his he, efforts. He essentially okay. got paid thirty million dollars to hang out in Vegas for a year. There's worse things, you know. Is he one of that the, on the luckiest people who has ever been born? Very fortunate. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I oh, mean, yeah. he won. He won. We the factor lottery. in the, the, the yeah genetic the lottery. <laughs> yes, you know, just in the man Salad. is six two. Yeah. Okay, he's. He's suave. He's suave, okay. dude. Got the smile. Gets drafted out of where? Did he, didn't he go to like South Illinois yeah, State Northern or something? Illinois, like, something like that. Gets ended up getting drafted by the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Then gets essentially put on the scene because Tom Brady gets hurt. He doesn't have to play for. He didn't even play like an entire season of of football for the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-mm. I think he was their third string quarterback and lucked in because they didn't like Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. And then ends up getting shipped off to the Niners, who, again, as I stated, is probably one of, if not the best organizations, gets, you know, pretty quickly thrown a Messiah-like title uh, in terms of, like, when Jimmy first came. I remember, you know, Jimmy Gucci or Gucci Gurop or whatever people were calling him. <laughs> people, the Niners fans were obsessed yeah. with Jimmy. He thought he was going to be Garoppolo. the Jimmy Garoppolo, all that stuff. Jimmy Jesus was another Jimmy one. Jimmy Jesus, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, ends up going to a Super Bowl pretty much off the back of everybody else. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, has this season in Vegas where he really played – how many ga- – he played six games for Vegas this year, seven games technically for Vegas this year. Sleep. The and sleep that I got crazy. after he was gone. Yeah. Just crazy. Nothing like it. And I want you to know Eastern Illinois Panthers, that's where he hails Eastern from. Illinois. Eastern of course. Illinois, Eastern excuse Illinois. me. Apologies to the Northerners. And, yeah, so now Jimmy Garoppolo. So now if anybody who wants to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo, now you have to pick him up knowing that he can't play the first two games. Because <laughs> maybe he was going to go to, right. I don't know. Be a I nice mean, little bridge or something. Yeah, I don't that know doesn't what, exist anymore. I don't know what in the world Jimmy was 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 going to do next, right? I mean – you yeah. have. I think the plan was to be the backup in in Vegas. I guess. No, because I saw reports of they were going to release him. They, it made this sense. came out financially. It made sense. Yeah, this yeah. came out a, a couple, and he was he was connected to Josh McDaniels. They were going to move on. Right. I just I don't know. He's going to go somewhere, and I guess those two. You know, you think about teams that are just kind of stuck. Do you do you do you take him if you're Pittsburgh? Right. And throw him in that mix with right. the other mid. 
mid dudes. They just Pittsburgh That's just has a bunch say, of the yeah. same dudes. Like what kind we of role? Trubisky, exactly. We got Pickett. We're just gonna stockpile mids, and maybe somebody's cream will rise to the top who knows man yeah but it, that's even tough though too because like you said he's going to be suspended the first two games so you can't you almost have to bring him in with the intention of him being the backup you can't you know have him not start the first two games and especially if you're walking into a situation that has a rookie as his backup you're not going to start the rookie their first two games of their career and then go away from them so like I don't know, is Tampa Bay like an option where he could back up Baker? Like, mm. they kind of already like Baker, but the odds of maybe Baker being their quarterback for 16 weeks or whatever, 17 games, yeah. isn't that high? Geno maybe back up situation? By the way, what, what, what are your Vikings planning on doing? They're probably going to sign Kirk and draft a quarterback is, is where it seems like things are trending right now. I, I hope. Yeah. Would you rather that than bring, bring in Hemi? Yes. <laughs> yes. Every day of the week. Kirk post Achilles? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Specifically because that's what Justin Jefferson wants. But yeah, even myself, I would say I'd much rather take a flyer on Kirk Cousins for a year. Sounds like they're going to be, Vikings are going to be in the talks for moving up uh, for possibly Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would much rather take that than dealing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just I'm not really sure. You know, there are coaches that finally make their way out of the rotation, Belichick and, and, and Pete Carroll. And I just feel like Jimmy may have found it. It's hard to say yeah. that, though, when so many random QBs through NFL right. passes this season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why it's hard to say that. Yeah, it's tough to try and find like the right spot for him because. He kind of is one of those guys, too, who's going to put pressure on any starter mm-hmm. unless it's like a solidified starter. There's probably going to be noise for Jimmy Garoppolo at some point in your season if he's playing he's, behind I don't the know. Baker He's bad, age. though. He's not great. He's definitely not great, but also he's got, you know, he's, he's got some tools. I mean, if you watched him last year, maybe, you know, it could – it depends. It depends how much of his previous um, aura is still around in terms of – because – NFL, you know, I think they're getting smarter as a league, but the NFL still is a bit of a boys club, especially up top. And, you know, if you like somebody from their time in San Francisco, a lot of the time those guys aren't really, you know, doing the day-to-day scouting of, oh, Jimmy actually looked like trash last year, and they just have in their mind, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good backup quarterback. He's he's no worse than right. Gardner Minshew, so why not bring Jimmy Garoppolo in? But I think the reality of the situation is dude's been hurt a couple times, we, if you watched him play in Las Vegas last year, he's he's a backup, is a backup, is a backup. I think that's the kicker, though. I think it's not just that Jimmy has been mid. It's also that he hasn't been able to stay on the field. Yeah, that, right. Because I was going to say, if you talk about connections, you got Salah, you got Aaron Rodgers coming that's off of his Achilles. Ooh, maybe, you want to put that man in New York? Oh, my well, God. No, maybe, in terms of, like, he would thrive in New York. Oh, well, he would, have, be the, he would do very well. handsome backup quarterback? He Come might on. be on The Bachelor Come if he on. ends up in New York. But I, <laughs> you make him the backup in case things go awry with Aaron Rodgers. And then, and, and then after that, that's probably the swan song for Robert Sala anyway, yeah. and you just kind of start fresh. You're I so, like that. You're so young. Your team is. You don't need to kind of ride this thing out. If Aaron Rodgers goes down again, hopefully he doesn't. You get Aaron, you get you get Jimmy Garoppolo. See how far that takes you, and then after that, we're just gonna start fresh with something. Because yeah. I don't know. I, I saw some. I saw something. I think it was 
Larry Kruger mentioned that on his show, somebody somebody hit him up saying, what do you think about Zach Wilson coming to the Niners to push Brock Purdy? And push Brock Purdy's suitcase. I disagree. <laughs> like, I disagree with that for a multitude of reasons. But, you know, I don't know that the, the Jets are going to continue to hold on to Zach Wilson. I would hope not. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's really going to the Bay, not. but I, I don't yeah. I don't know why you would move on to Zach Wilson. And, you know, okay, here's Another a question. Another failed Jets quarterback. Here's a question before we get to a break. Who would you rather take a chance on? And, yeah, I'm going to do it. Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? If you are an organization, you'd ha- I'd not say Trey. Quite. Yeah, it's not. I don't even think he's younger. Question. Yeah, just fully whiff. You if haven't you're gonna seen whiff. it. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's, again, it's almost like the Shangoon thing where it's like Trey Lance at this point can be anything. I can mold yeah. him into anything. They're two different markets, yeah. but they're also two guys. You know, Trey is still on a roster, and and Jimmy won't be in right. March. But yeah, I just the, the market for Jimmy it's it's a backup, and I don't even know if it's bridge. And now you can't even start. Yeah. Your, well, your first two games. The past two places that he's been has pretty much kicked him out of town. So what does That's that? Right. What, also, what does that say about Jimmy Garoppolo? But all he's got to do is smile. Oh yeah, and everything's all right. Yep. All right, silver. More Niners, more Kings. When we get back, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Hot off the press. This is from Scott Osler. Oakland in talks with Major League Baseball to get expansion team if City extends A's lease. Huh. This just came out five minutes ago, and this is exactly what I think Chris and I were alluding to yesterday as far as why the A's would entertain this. A lot of people in the YouTube chat the sack chat mob on the text line. Why would Oakland entertain this? There always has to be a reason. Yeah. And this is from Scott Osler, the San Francisco Chronicle. There is a glimmer of hope for Oakland's future as a home for a major league baseball team and for the development of the Coliseum site. Although the athletics intend to leave town forever, the Oakland mayor's office and the baseball commissioner's office have had preliminary talks about the possibility of Oakland being guaranteed an expansion team in return for the city, giving the A's a lease extension at the Coliseum. Also, Oakland is very interested in persuading A's owner, John Fisher to sell his 50% interest in the Coliseum site for which an Oakland group has plans for just a major deal. There you go. So that is why the the city of Oakland was willing to meet yesterday, and it's all about guarantee for me, Chris. I need a guarantee. I need a guarantee. But does that guarantee mean anything from the source? If it's on if it's on paper, yeah, you're talking about a legal. Mm. Yes, yes. It mm. can't be. We will revisit. It will be. It has to be. Yes, this is for sure. If you can get that sort of guarantee, I mean, absolutely seek it out. I just, I, I would not trust the the players in charge of of making said deal. I, I just feel like, I mean, Manfred said yesterday he's he's got an end date apparently early twenty twenty nine. 
I just I I don't I wouldn't believe him. I'm sorry, I just wouldn't. Um, you know, it's 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 nice if you can. This is exactly what the city of Oakland should do: try and leverage your situation to get something positive out of it, whether it is relocation or whether or expansion, I should say, or whether it is just trying to to save the 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 name that is the Oakland Athletics. They they got to get something out of the deal. I feel like expansion is is a bit. I don't want to say pie in the sky. I just feel like there's it'd be really tough to try and guarantee um, that kind of situation without first, you know, they they. I think it's the reason why um, they're they're talking about selling the uh, selling John Fisher's shares in the Coliseum site. But I would think you would have to have some sort of no pun intended concrete plans mm-hmm. to to build an actual stadium because at the end of the day, that's where all of this went sour in the first place. Is they couldn't get a deal for a stadium done. So. You know, I, I applaud the city of Oakland for, for doing what they're doing. This is definitely the first step. But if you're going to try and take the word of, of these guys who have done nothing but go back on their word this entire time, even to the point of leaving you, they they mm-hmm. fell back on on that plan, too. I just I you got to You just got to consider the source. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where and I, I can't see because it would just be so bad if they you know, went back on their plans. But you make a good point with Rob Manfred being out in 2029. Just make sure you read the fine print. Because if somebody else new comes in and says, hey, that deal was with Rob Manfred, that was not with me. Right now, I don't think that they would try to pull a fast one, but you never know. Because Rob Manfred, as he announces, he will step down in 2029, which I almost feel like is a troll job for making people wait yeah. that long this is from <laughs> announces retirement four years in adv- or five years in who, advance who does that this is from manfred and this is about you know just the a's leaving and things like that this is what he has to say this is real by the way first of all we do have a major league team in the bay area it's not like there isn't an available option, Manfred said. The Giants obviously still play there. Right. But in terms of the other side of the bay, the Oakland side of the bay, our community involvement in terms of youth programming, all of the things that we do in major league communities will continue. I think it's a sign of our commitment to the community that we will continue that kind of programming. And as I said, most important, there is a fan opportunity that's not so far away. That's that's a real there quote. There's so many things wrong with what he just said. First off, why are you lying? You're not going to continue to do – maybe for like a year or two after the A's move, you'll continue to do community stuff just so you'll say you will. But, I mean, you, it's just not true. You're not going to do that. And second off, I mean, the Giants thing, I'll almost just let you have the floor on that. But I'll just <laughs> say Kings fans were never going to be Warriors fans. And uh, I don't think Raider fans no. are ever going to be 49ers fans. So no. it's just a – it just, again, proves that I swear on everything, Rob Manfred doesn't like baseball, and I yeah. know he doesn't <laughs> like sports. A fan opportunity. That's it's, my There's a fan part. opportunity. There is a fan what does, opportunity. Yeah, what, does that, what does that mean? He doesn't know. <laughs> like a fan? I've never heard he does not that know. phrase in my life. Yeah, he doesn't know, but he's just kind of talking out of you know where, and he's just saying, hey, there is a team. Right. You guys can all be a part of it. And it's just a kind of a bizarre take. Anyway, you should be trying to sell the Las Vegas A's, not trying to convince them to root for another team that they've never yeah, right. rooted for before. It just sounds like you, you do, if at the very least, he's not a fan of a team in any sport, in any because sport, if he was, right. he would understand 
That, you can't that's just, just homie hop. That's just not what you do. <laughs> exactly. That that's that's not what you do. But that was it's almost like quote. completely against what you do. As a matter of fact, yes. like you build yes. those rivalries, you can't just toss them to the side because your side isn't there anymore. Yeah. First of all, we do have a major league team in the Bay Area. It's not like there isn't an available option. That's just crazy. Again, like that would be like if David Stern told Sacramento. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's no team in Northern California you can root for. It's just an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. to uh, to San Francisco or to Oakland, I guess, at the time. And, you know, I don't see why Kings fans couldn't, uh, you know, expand to be Warrior fans. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because that's just – it's just not how it works. There's a bit of civic pride I mean, that goes into uh, supporting your team too. Like, everybody in o- – I mean, you, again, you could definitely tell me – people from Oakland do not say – I'm from San Francisco, right? Like there is no. there is a clear line of no. they are them, we are us. Yeah. And I that part of it too is just being completely glossed over. Yeah, look, are there fans out there that might say all right, I don't hate the Giants as much, but course, also there is yeah. a part of this that let's not forget that was what got passed was 100% and the Giants had an opportunity to kind of Yes. Honestly, I think the Giants missed a marketing opportunity is what they missed. They sure did, but they don't care because they hate the A's that much. Yeah, because if they are the one, if they are, they just stand in solidarity with the A's and they did not vote for for the A's to move, it was already going to move because they would have been the only team. So it was majority. So if I were on the, the Giants, I don't know if that's marketing or whoever it is, the Giants operations team, I would say, hey, Unless there's a reason that I'm missing, and this is me talking right now, unless there is a legal or whatever reason that I'm missing, why wouldn't we just, you know, just stand in solidarity with the A's? We've come out and already said a statement that nobody asked us to make and just say, hey, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and vote against it, because not only will that make us look good to to Oakland and A's fans, if they do leave, A's fans might say, you know what, San Francisco did try. Right, it was never going to pass, but they did try. But the Giants didn't mm. even do that. Well, I mean, that's I, it would have looked a bit hypocritical. I think that's why, because why? the Giants have literally at every stop prevented the A's from trying to make it Just work. The San Jose thing, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, they they've not been supportive of the like they have not publicly supported the A's at all in this situation. And yeah, they've they have literally blocked the A's from moving places because they feel like, no, that's our territory. We're in, if you guys are gone, the Giants are the first ones to understand, that's really good for us because now we can monopolize this entire market. And, I mean, the Giants never wanted the A's there. Yeah, I mean, look, I spent some Maybe time in casuals the- would have been okay. Like, the the more casual A's fans, but the hardcores, they, they would have known that this is just posturing and an attempt to do – what you're saying and in, in getting fans. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I just mm-hmm. think I'm, it would have been smart for the Giants. It absolutely would have been smart for the Giants because mm-hmm. for people who don't know that background, they would have hopped on over and probably said what you said. But I think there would have been a loud contingency of people who would have pointed at the hypocrisy. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was in the peninsula for a bit and San Jose, that area, they are hardcore Giants. I, I really don't know. Right. They had a triple A team or double A there. Yeah, they had, they? I yeah. think it's single A, the San Jose ah. Giants. And and I just don't I don't know how that would have worked. I I get what you're saying, yeah. but that is straight up Giants territory. Sure. If it was you know, depending on how much they blocked, and there's so many 
ins and outs of this. We're gonna we're gonna get some people on on the show as this whole thing continues. But you're not wrong. I, I just think it. it I'd rather be on that side than the no, other side, sure. but I, but I understand this from the nine one six. Baseball is not expanding anytime soon. I don't know about anytime soon. I don't know what the timeline would yeah. be, but who knows? That sounds like there's plans, like yeah. pretty. I won't say definite, but pretty much like it. From the sound of it, they are planning to expand. I don't think they have an official year that they want to expand by, but uh, there's been. Plenty of towns like Nashville and even Portland has a, has a big push. They're more than likely going to expand here uh, sooner rather than later. But I don't know. I mean, even even that is that's. I mean, that is a good point though. Even if the A's do negotiate and get the guaranteed expansion, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee that that expansion is going to come uh, in the next ten years. It could come in fifteen years. It could come in twenty years. Who knows? We think it'll be sooner than that. But again, these things take. Uh, a lot of time to to actually come to fruition. So it it is definitely another layer to uh, just I, I guess accepting an expansion as as your your the thing that you're getting back. Guys, yeah, guys, it, I did type in here. Uh, speaking of fan opportunities, I did type into an AI chat here. It says for fan opportunities, while it might well it while it may be difficult to replace the team you used to follow, becoming a fan of a new team. Can provide you with new experiences, connections, and opportunities. Thank you, AI Rob Manfred. Thank you <laughs> right. so much. And we are Just getting wanted more clarification. Yeah. No, that. thank you so much. And Dwayne Baker, you know, breaking it down with the history. And this is a really good call that the A's helped save the Giants from going to Florida back in the early '90s by opening up San Jose, and and the Giants didn't give it back. Right, the Giants did not get it back. He goes on to say, San Jose is only Giants territory because the A's gave them that market. I think it, I think it's a great point, you know. And and the Giants were, you know, they could have been on their way to to Tampa Bay. That was in 1992. From 916, before we get to a break, lifelong A's fans, I wouldn't root for the San Francisco Giants if they were the last baseball team yep. on earth. If the Giants were a flavor, they would be vanilla. Uh oh. <laughs> Not even French vanilla. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing the conversation, we have some funny sound from Tyrese Halliburton. More people's voices are changing. Why this keeps happening, we have no clue. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. From the 530, I will always hate the Giants because they have blood on their hands. Bleep the Giants. I hope the Dodgers dominate the Giants. From so the, it's real. From the 916, so the real commissioner real. of baseball is AI. It was a very similar response. Yes. A very similar response. Bleep the Giants. And everything That's they stand for. And everything they stand on. Yeah. And anybody who stands yeah. with them. I like local rivalries like that way more than like the the Celtics-Lakers kind yeah. of like. like the proximity just makes it so much more real, and it feels like there's just so much more passion behind it. Like, you know, of course, you know, all rivalries have a little bit of, of that. That's what makes them great. But it feels like, you know, when you're, again, when you're having to deal with offices that, that have a mixture of them or even families that have a mixture of them, it just adds, like, a, a layer that cannot be duplicated in any other way. Yeah. By the way – premiering a new segment Ish. at 145 shout outs and closeouts 
Going to do it every Friday. So if you have a shout-out, you want to shout-out your dog, you want to shout-out your cat, you want to shout-out significant other, you want to shout-out your favorite bakery that, that got you through, your favorite <laughs> coffee spot, wherever, we'll open up the phone lines and you will be able to shout them out. Keep it quick so we can get a lot of people in. Also in the text line and the sack chat as well. And the three of us will have some shout-outs to get to. And that will be at 1 45 every Friday. So, you know, you have the the Niners who now have to live in this world of, okay, what's next? And there's actually something out now when you look at a name who has become a bit of a, a meme, whether he's doing yoga on the sidelines and and things of that nature, but there is a lot coming out right now based on Kyle Shanahan and Brandon Staley having the same agent, the ties that are all kind of happening right there. This is from our guy, Akash Anavarathan. Kyle Shanahan and Staley share an agent, Richmond Flowers the third, and Staley's already worked for Sean McVay, also a Flowers client. Staley's already interviewed with Matt LaFleur and Mike McDaniel this cycle. Two other Flowers clients as well. Hmm. Now I know all the you know, Washington boys. The, the, exactly from the graphic. It's, it's this. It's literally everybody from the crew. Everybody is. You there know, needs to be a nickname for that crew. By the way, yeah, it's the, that is the tree that just yeah. keeps on growing. And look, he was he was not great as a head coach, but when he was with the Rams, they were the number one scoring defense, the number one pass defense, and the number three run defense. Yeah, it it seems to make sense. Um, you know, in that Rams defense that he did coach did have a good amount of talent, if we remember correctly. That was the team that traded all of the draft picks for essentially Jalen Ramsey and of course, you know, I think they had Bobby Wagner as well and and uh, you know, of course had Aaron Donald. Uh it was it was a great defense that Rams team had. Uh they they were fantastic. Uh it's just a little bit you know, I don't, it depends on how much you want to factor in the head coaching of, of Brandon Staley into this. Like, of course, he's not going to be hired to do that, but what went wrong there in, in L.A. seemed to be a lot of uh, he couldn't manage the players. And that's obviously, you know, you can know X's and O's all you want, but uh, the ability to lead the men that are executing it is a whole different battle and that seemed to be the problem. So, I mean, if Kyle feels like that's not a problem with their locker room, absolutely. You probably can't find a better guy. I mean, he's he's probably the the best young coordinating name out there. But, uh, you know, it, it just kind of depends if you feel – I mean, because the problem with Steve Wilkes was mainly the culture fit. And so, I guess with this guy, with the new – whoever the new person is that they're bringing in, I would assume that you would have to figure out if that guy is going to be well-received in that locker room. Culture fit, scheme fit, one of the two. Because, yeah, no, Brandon Staley doesn't – he's not very similar to D'Amico Bryans or Robert Sala. No, to me, doesn't seem as to far be. as the culture, but maybe a scheme as well. Yeah, so this is from Brian Rennick, co-host of the No Huddle podcast, also editor for 49ers Web Zone. Yeah, to your point, Chris, about Brandon Staley, says, I think one available name to look for for the 49ers DC position, Brandon Staley – this guy was a disaster as a head coach, but his one season with the Rams, and that's where he had the number one scoring D, number one pass D, number three run D. Mm. And then he goes on to say, you know who else was a disaster as a head coach? Steve Spagnolo. Yeah, that's true. For sure. I mean, focusing on one side of the ball, you know, it, it 
there's definitely the argument for it. And like, I do think, you know, the responsibilities of the coordinator are completely different than that of the head coach. I mean, it, it it's a good, it's a good guy to get. It's just, again, though, how much of this too, at some point should the Niners try and get somebody who's going to stick around mm-hmm. for more than a year or two, because Brandon Staley, if he, turns that defense back into a number I don't one know, defense. Man. It looked bad out there. Yeah, but he's still so young. Like 60 you don't burger. Think, you don't think he, he would get another chance? If he turns around that Not Niners in a year. defense. Not in a year. I could see it. He's so young. Like I I, I could say well, okay, not in a year, but maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Like I at some point, like, do you try and get because again, even Bill Belichick got to the point where Steve was his defensive coordinator. Like at some point you get poached so many times that it's how do I just get somebody in here that I know isn't going to leave me or will be here for four or five seasons? That's just part of the deal, though. It's yeah, it could have been it's Steve Wilkes, honestly. Older, it's got to be an older guy. Yeah. I would say and that what they want isn't going to be sustainable, right? Sure. These young guys that, that they're going to keep moving. And you had a great question when we interviewed Eric Kendricks last week because you asked him about the 60 burger yes and he was just talking about man we were just embarrassed yes. we were just embarrassed right so you know a defensive guy you, your defense dropped 60 on you right i don't think you can overcome that in a year unless and maybe this is the whole point if they win the whole thing maybe but i don't know man there's He's gonna the, be the first the person yoga me every gm is like let's get that guy at least in the interview if he know, leads the number one defense and he's the youngest coordinator and now he's got some Shanahan juice behind him and let's see how good D'Amico Ryans continues to rise and whatever happens with Robert Sala, I just think he's at least going to be heavily interviewed. Yeah. It, do they have and not to win that the that whole, should detract you from getting him. Do they have to win the whole thing? In order for him to, for him to be gone at? in one year. I don't think so. No, I think if they have, if they have those numbers of the number one scoring defense and, uh, you know the the number one or number three pass defense. Like, yeah, he'll he'll get interviews for sure. Yeah. Steve Wilkes got interviews for whatever reason. He got interviews mm-hmm. after that this past season. So I I just again, especially when that's become a pipeline, I just think there's no way that he's at least not going to be interviewed. And at that point, it's really just a matter of if he would want to take that job over staying with San Francisco. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, you're not going to want to miss this. Daniel Tosh, ticket giveaway, 1 p.m. Yeah. Siles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.